Brett McCabe's episode just recently was freaking awesome. Tons of people. I got somebody asked me the other day, like, you know, that's totally up my alley of like stuff that I love to listen to. Well, what was nice about it, it's like we finally got to talk about sports specific yeah, topics. I, 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 oh, I crave it. And I swear to God, I promise you guys, Justin yeah. and I know something about sports just a we little do. bit. We do. You guys talking about again? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Sal just tuned out. No, Brett McCabe's episode was so great about sports psychology. And then it wasn't that much longer after that. I just happened to be going through uh, Jordan's Art of Charm because it's my, one of our favorite podcasts. For sure. You need of, to listen to that podcast. He, dude, he always has great guests on there and he has Heinz Ward. And if you don't know Heinz Ward, is Heinz Ward two-time Super Bowl winner uh, and MVP of one of them when he actually caught the winning touchdown? Dude is a is a badass, Peace. and he gets into a lot of what like McCabe talks about with the sports psychology. You, you get to learn about his background, where he came from, and, and very interesting story. Yeah, and what drives someone to be like that, and they they get into like talent and work hard and, and it working hard. And it reminds me of the quote that. You know, when you, uh, talent will always, or I mean, work, working hard will always outbeat talent that doesn't work hard. Hmm. And it's so true. And he not, actually talks about that. Well, it's not, it, there's so many you parallels. You can only get so far just based off of talent. And there's so many parallels with that. And, they, and this is what they get into with sports and in, in life and in business you know, of, of, of applying that hard work. And even there's somebody, even there's somebody who's more talented than you are. Uh, in that same field, in that same sport, that eventually hard work will surpass that talent, especially when talent doesn't work hard. It was an excellent uh, episode. I just looked it up, 520 on Art of Charm, uh, Heinz Ward. Great episode, but in general, great podcast. Always. Uh, Check out the Art of Charm. Ladies and gentlemen, at the end of the month or next month, the price of our private forum is going to be going up. So this is the final month for this current price. However, you can also get it for free, and this is how. Enroll in either the RGB bundle, which includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic, nine months of exercise programming, or take it the next step and do the MAPS Super Bundle, which includes those, plus MAPS Prime, which teaches you how to prime your body before your workouts, called our most revolutionary program, and MAPS Anywhere, which is our equipment-free program. Some people use that to bridge between the other MAPS programs, or if you travel, or if you just want to work out at home. Enroll in one of those two bundles, you get forum access absolutely free. You can check this all out at mindpumpmedia.com. If you want to pump your body and expand your mind, there's only one place to go. Mind Pump. Mind Pump. With your hosts, Sal Stefano, Adam Schaefer, and Justin Andrews. Are you guys into feet? Yeah. Yeah. I got the perfect thing for you. You like feet? Oh, yeah. I like feet. I like to spread them all <laughs> intricately. <laughs> I like to get real tense in between my toes. You know how I can better do that? Uh, the Barefoot Clinic that we're going to host here at Mind Pump Headquarters. Oh, my God. That's the worst commercial <laughs> I've ever heard in my entire life. I'm so into feet, when, man. What, when do we have the Barefoot uh, people coming in? The 25th. It's March 25th and 26th? Yeah. So this is a certification on uh, barefoot training and how to get the foot to be more connected. That's right. It's not how to paint your toenails. No. no. I didn't realize just how how important, hammer toe. how important your feet were to the rest of your body's mobility, stability. Oh, God, and dude. It was mind-blowing. Yeah. Uh, how do they sign up for this? It's, is it out, it's on our site, right, Doug? Yeah, it's on the site. So you go to mindpumpmedia.com under the events calendar, and you can sign up for the Barefoot Specialist uh, Certification Course, which will be held here at mindpumpmedia.com or at Mind Pump Media Studios, I should say, uh, headquarters. 
Yeah. You know, I'll say three, th- three separate things. They all mean the same thing. It's all the same. It's all the same thing. Once you get there, you're there. But we know you're not into feet, Justin, for real. I, so that must have been really, tough for you. Yeah, I'm really not. And, um, you know, like, <laughs> forewarning, you should probably, like, trim your toenails and all that kind of stuff before going into this. <laughs> just as a, you know, as a common courtesy. Do you guys have any weird fetishes? Yeah. Mm. I God, so, why do you got to go there, dude? Like, we. Do we have to? Well, like, not you don't. Don't go to extreme. Like I don't want okay. you guys to share anything like surface that, surface stuff. That we're gonna have to edit surface stuff. Let's yeah, see, what yeah, are yeah, some, yeah. is there such thing as a surface well, like what, surface fetish? I got an well, it idea. Depends on how weird you are. I got an idea. I what an, what part an, of a woman? I have an well. Well, don't do that because now you just I can't answer what I was about to say because it's well, not like no. You have, I'm, you have I'm, a fetish on a well, whatever. I have an wow. ear fetish. Ears? Yeah, like ears. On you like so like is there a particular type of ear? Yes, absolutely. What got, is it? I, well, I don't like them big Dumbo-y looking. Yeah. I don't like them like elfy. You like to give a real nice elf-y, wet willy. Elfy point you know I mean? looking. They they have to be just a medium size, and mm. I like a lot of uh, dexterity within the, the ear. What do you mean? So they can wiggle them? Yeah, so I can rub them, and I can wiggle oh, them, I and see. they're they're soft. Like Some people have like a lot of cartilage. big and, lobes. Like UFC fighter ears, all bad. Not uh, going to work for me. Do yeah. you like, so do you like folds? Oh, like a lot of folds in the ears? Oh, that's okay as long as as long as it's not so much cartilage that's a hanging that skin. You, you can't work with it. Like I want to be able to grab it. So what if this they was, had one of those like what are they like gauge earrings, you know, not like, cool. Really, to me, that ruins that ruins a good good pair of oh, ears. Really, like, you don't like a floppy lobe? I don't. You know what I mean? I okay, don't. do you like the lobe attached to the head or a sep- You know, how the lobe can kind of hang a little bit. No, detached. Because if it's detached, oh, right, you can right. wiggle it and you can rub it. I yeah. see. Really? Yeah. But you don't. You like, ask what fetish? But you don't pull on those like if literally my my entire life. No, this is. It's not like a sexual fetish for me. It's just oh, okay. a fetish. Like you said, like just a, you try to be PG. I give you a PG fetish. Well, yeah, for you. but when you're, let's say, I used to. It was a thing that I used to do all the way from elementary school all the way up into high school. You play with. I, I'm not. I wouldn't you, say you, I would play. You fondled I'd, mine. I would walk up to times. someone just when I'd say hi, and that was like my way of saying, like, "Holy shit, you've done it to me!" I know. I know. I've done it to all of you. Yeah, you did it to me. You like never. None my of you whole career. Yeah. He's, he's come behind it's me. A, like, I've always done it. So I thought that was our special thing. It was no, it's not our special thing. It's I my feel, special thing. It's a signature move that I've done forever. I feel uncomfortable now. Fine. No, don't feel uncomfortable. I thought you were just fucking He said me. it wasn't sexual. It's Sal, not sexual. Calm it's like down. A, yeah, but the fact that you, you grabbed my ear and then you liked it yeah, it no. feels. I feel violated. No, though. it's not like. I that, thought you though. were just fucking with me, like, no, hey, no, uh, grab your ear. But you act, and you did. I remember. You caught me in the bathroom watching one of our videos, and you oh, were talking. <laughs> yeah, and that freaked you out. <laughs> yeah, he was. Don't saying, worry, dude. Justin, I wasn't like Justin, doing anything. Justin was taking a shit in the bathroom, <laughs> and you and you know Justin's pretty audible when he takes a shit. Yeah. And so you could hear, and then you hear, and then all of a sudden I hear my voice. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell are you? Doing? You're like, inspiring me. I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm watching YouTube. I'm like, you better not be doing what I think you're doing. Yeah. Oh, it's disgusting. Yeah, I know. Well. So, yeah, I don't like that you did that. You touched my ear, but you enjoyed it because now I feel mm. violated a little it's bit. Kinda like, it's kind of like walking up and patting your buddy on the back or grabbing somebody by the shoulder or somebody that grabs like your traps or mm. shaking you in the hand. Like, it's just, it. It's like a... But you, it's not just anybody. Like, I won't walk up to some random stranger. Like, if I rubbed your ear, we're cool. Right? We're close. We're close enough to, for me to do that. Mm. That I feel that's like me showing my love. Like, hey, bro. Well, I'm glad you love me, but I don't want you to do it anymore. <laughs> I don't. Well, now you make me feel uncomfortable. I probably won't do it to you anymore because I don't want you like looking at me all weird like I'm. it's like a sexual well, thing. It's, it's kind of weird. No, it does a, feel a little violating because it's, it's like me an, showing my love. It's a strange part of the body. To, to I'm like, a tickler. You just can't put it out there. Okay? <laughs> I like to tickle. <laughs> I don't like being on the receiving end. <laughs> but you're, you I, love enjoy, to do, I enjoy a good You tickle. love to do some tickling, I, though. I like to just <laughs> pin you down and <laughs> just give you a real good tickling. <laughs> <laughs> hey, let's have a tickle fight, Justin. <laughs> 
That's oh a little pink belly, I'm a little so, tickling. Next time we do our YouTube series, I'm yeah. fucking going to tackle you. Hey, and, no. And tickle hey, you Justin, I told you I don't like receiving it. Hey, Justin, tell us about your first homosexual experience. <laughs> well, it started with a tickle fire. Well, it, was, it was a good tickle tussle. <laughs> a tickle tussle. What's your? It started there. Is that your fetish? Uh, yeah, a little bit. I mean, I think I feel like that that progresses, you know, Whoa. things. Yeah, for real me. fast. So yeah. you just go up to your girl and you're like, hey, oh yeah, we well, just start just... tickle fighting. You know what I mean? And then and then it turns into like, oh, like I don't know. It's <laughs> this weird transition because you know it's the whole thing. Like you have to kind of shut down the humor side for a bit, but mm. like the, it it starts to kind of spark things. You mm. know what I mean? It's just, I don't want to get into any more detail. Yeah, see, I, I'm, a, I'm a big. Ne- I'm, I'm just a- like I'm sharing too much right <laughs> yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna hold Way back. Too much. I'm gonna hold back. I'm a big neck. Uh, I have a big neck fetish. Mm. I like necks, especially like the where it connects to the shoulder and you're the collarbone. You are a vampire. You, would, you would say something like that to so all the little girls that are listening are now going, oh my God, I love my like, neck. Like, like, watch, I love my neck watch, Here's what happened, dude. Like, yeah. hold on, a simultaneous yeah. flip of hair. Yeah. yeah. Like, oh, that's so interesting. Like he would go for like the, <laughs> the number <laughs> one spot more, like on all women yeah. is like their neck, bro. He's just, yeah. oh, I just, hap- I just yeah. happen to be excellent yeah. at the neck. That's I just, just, they like just happen to have a fetish perfume, with like the right neck, well, no, which just so happens to be 87% of yeah. all women's hot spots that like, makes their uh, vagina I mean, I like right. to kind of just bite it a little. I like, just, like, have, I just happen to be an expert well, in this area. Well, if you guys would stop talking, I could explain. <laughs> yeah, sell us we're, we're filling yeah. in all the, the blanks. We gave, you, what we did you. right now is we gave you some time to give some bullshit story right now. talking about how this No, I've always had a neck fetish. Here's what I love about the neck. Let's hear it. You can get real close and you can smell her skin. You know what I mean? And women, Especially one she's that got skin to. all over her body. You can fucking smell her feet. If yeah, you but to. if you smell right next to the neck, it just they smell so good, and then you can, and then you can taste it. I just love that area. Uh, I love to spend my time oh there. God. you know what I mean? Oh God, so, just, just, cast, mm. casting his fucking line out. Hey, yeah. hey, go to go to go to Instagram, Mind Pump Radio, and, and lick it, and tell us and which one is your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. Adam's ear rubbing, yeah. Justin's tickle party, <laughs> tickle party hashtag, or me caressing Let's your neck. Do this. <laughs> yeah, it's. Which, oh god! Oh. Always selling, bro. What which is this? One? Was yeah. this? Is this the front of the show right now? Is this a fucking commercial right which, now? What are which, we doing? Which one wins? Yeah, <laughs> which one? Wins? Click here to get Sal's video mm. on. So, Adam, are you uh, are you feeling better? Are you ready to start working out? Uh, actually, today I'm going to work out for the first time, man. I still have a little bit of this like lingering cough. Um, I'm about, I would say, 85, 90 percent better, which is a good enough for me to give it a shot. Mm. Um, it, I've been down though for almost almost two weeks, bro. Yeah, That's you know, the, that this is the, this is the longest I've been down and out um, for like the last two months. Well, I'm just kidding. Yeah, more like the last <laughs> like the last four or five years. I haven't I haven't strung two solid weeks together. Uh, that especially not that was planned. Like right after a show, of course, I give myself a reach, but not even two weeks. So I normally give myself like four days. You off. got it. I think you got it for me, dude. I'm sure I did. You came in that one day talking about your your throat all itchy, and then it was the next day I felt it. And then, it you was, know, but then it's because we shared guys, that. Man. And I and I should I should be very transparent with our audience too because this is something that um, here's an area of like uh, awareness for me. Right, uh, I talked about like the whole vegetable thing, and that's been a, a major focus for me. Like really trying to get six to ten servings in a day, and just be consistent with that, and rotating through all of them. I have felt fucking amazing for quite some time. I have not. So uh, those that have been listening to the show since the very beginning, I've been sick a bunch of times. I have the weakest immune system and I, I, I'd get sick all the time. Well, one of the things that happened when I was really cleaning the diet up and really going after what, when once competing was over and it was more about like my overall health, right. Than so much driven, like how I look, 
Um, I've never felt so good like inside. I had never fought. I've never been around so many times where I've been around somebody who was sick because it used to be like someone gets sick. It was like, oh, great. Like you instantly I'm, got it. I'm get, I'm, it was <laughs> never about am I going to get it? It was just like, is this going to be one of those ones that fucks me up for a week or am I just going to be down for two or three days? So, you know, for me, that was like how it's always been. Well, I've actually weathered the storm for a good year plus now. This is my first time of being really sick in a long time. And if, if I'm being completely honest... It's also the most inconsistent I've been with my food for the last month. Dude. You know what? Let me and tell it's you. like makes me just want to slam my dick in the door, dude. It's, it's just so frustrating. It's Ooh. gut health, wow, man. Do gut that. health is. Cr- I just listened to a f- podcast this morning. I think it was Smart Drug Smarts. The, the, it's a old, not an older episode. It's like four episodes back. The, that's called I think the Gut Brain Access. By the way, great podcast. Yeah. But the guy on there uh, was an as an author. And I can't remember his name. I think it's what's his name? Scott Andrews, I think. Anyhow, he's talking about sounds like a good guy. He's talking about some of the research with uh, with gut health, and did you know that they solved? They pretty much have cured depression in mice with through treating the gut with, with healthy poop. With well, yeah, through treating the gut, and they and they're strong, and they've already been able to show massive changes in in human studies through treating the gut with things like depression and whatever. Like, I, I'm just tripping out over all the stuff that's connected to the gut. It's well, crazy. since Doug is the, the healthiest one out of us, I Doug, think... Doug, I don't think Doug's gotten sick since I've known him. I know. I, I, think, know. I think you should eat Doug's poop for a month and see it. I, see, and well, since you're the most... Don't get he's sick trying anymore. to pass the baton now. Yeah. yeah. That's why I don't get sick yeah. anymore. Because uh, you ate his poop? Yep. Been, yeah. Straight from the source. Wow. <sighs> Fresh. Ooh. Fresh. <laughs> <laughs> you don't even blend it up Fresh or anything? delivered. Just, just straight up, just, yeah, just spread like, them cheeks, morning Doug. Just shakes. <laughs> just <laughs> yeah. fresh, just fresh, a, shitty just face. A, just a nutty froth. Does he? <laughs> does he have like That's a? So does he have like a smooth baby butt? I picture it like that. Wow. Like it's just this. Well, so, so we're joking right now, but uh, I never pictured it. I think you are. Right. So why don't you tell us? <laughs> I think it'd be better if it was like encapsulated, but you know, encapsulated. You're, you're, poop? Just, you're just going straight for the fresh. You want? You, you know why? Because I, every could minute you imagine that, doing encapsulated and having like the fucking poop like burps explodes. Oh my! Oh my god! God, that's what you know. We what look you, know forward when to. You, you know when you have like when you do fish yeah, oil yeah. or omegas, right? And you have oh. those, and you burp the fish. Oh, and you're like, Lord. oh god! Could you imagine fecal like fucking? <laughs> Oh, oh, God, oh, yeah. oh, God. You're the yeah. fucking every time you... You'll, you'll be the hit of the party. What do your, what do your farts smell like? like after you take like, food? Like, yeah. Yeah. Literally. You know hey, can you stop talking for a literally second? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, bro. Your mouth really smells like shit. Literally. Well, hey when you, first off, when, you do the, when they do the poop capsules that they do in studies... First of all, they clean it, which I don't know what that means, but they do something yeah, to it. Cleaning shit is like cleaning dirt. That's <laughs> cleaning the dumbest shit. thing I've ever heard. It's like, hey, hey this is really clean hey, shit. Man. Hey, this is really clean dirt. Like, yeah, yeah. That doesn't there's nothing, there's nothing left. Yeah, what do you, yeah, what do, Wait, you do? Let's forget for a second that it's shit. Yeah. 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 So <laughs> they, they freeze dry and then they put it in a capsule that uh, doesn't break down until it gets to your colon. Comes so you, like won't, Oreo you won't burp flavor. it up. No, you won't burp mm. it up because it doesn't break down until it gets down to your colon, bro. You see what I'm saying? So it's not like you take and then. Did you just science me on the fecal pills? Huh? Mm-hmm. Did you just science me right there? Well, you know, science. <laughs> he blinded me with science. Science, paper. Dude, God, please, please bring the bird. Yeah, the bird turd. What yeah. about if you put it up rectally? Bring the poopy bird. Today's quaz being brought to you by Chimera Coffee. It's the only coffee that is infused with all natural nootropics for a cleaner, calmer, and more focused buzz without the crash. Click the Chimera link at mindpumpmedia.com and input the discount code MINDPUMP at checkout for 10% off. 
off. It's the motherfucking claw. The eagle has landed. First up is Henning BCKHS. In the videos that we make, we show a crunch on a bench. Is it safe to go into more extension? This is a great question. You know, oh, what, you know what's funny. You, you guys ever, you guys ever listen? This to is it? a job for Saudi Stefano. You know, when I listen to our episodes, I have this bad habit of like before every question, whenever I, you know Doug will read the question, I always be like, "This is a great question. I'm going to answer it." Yeah. So sorry for saying that again. Well. Um, it is a good question, and this is why we do demonstrate crunches and stuff on flat surfaces, which mean you can't go into full extension. So what that means is. When you're doing a crunch, you're in what's called flexion of the spine, flexion of the lumbar spine. When I go back, I'm starting to go into extension, but the bench stops me so that my back is flat. The reality is I can go further back, right? We all can arch our back so that we go into full extension. Mm -hmm. And the reality is that that's the full range of motion of the abs. Like if I go into a full extension and then come up to full flexion, I'm now working my abs in a fuller range of motion. But let's talk about why we don't teach that for that, well, that specific movement. I, I, it depends. Like I don't teach it to beginners for sure because yes. it requires yeah. really good control, really good articulation. I don't, don't, don't just say beginners either because somebody who's been working out for a long time. I guess you're right. Per, poor muscle control. Yes. And it, yeah. so so let's make this really clear here. Uh, in, in my experience, well over 80% of the people I've ever trained – have somewhat of lower cross syndrome. Most people have it excessively, so that means their hip flexors are overactive. They've got this, they're already living in extension, right? And so that person, I don't, I'm not worried about them going all the way back in extension, full range of motion, which we're huge fans of, okay? But in this case, we're trying to work on a deviation that most people have. So most people I'm not going to tell to do that. Now, if you don't ever have any low back pain, you don't think you have a slight anterior pelvic tilt, you don't think you have any hip flexors that are overactive, then absolutely I would promote you going through full range of motion and opening up like Sal is talking about. But that I mean, I think we speak to the majority when we tell people to to stay out of that. It's just people have a tough time really working and getting the abs to do what they're supposed to without getting all kinds of hip flexors right. involved anyway. This is why I love uh, the physio ball. The physio ball... Mm-hmm. If you do it right, if you do a proper crunch on a physio ball and you push your hips up so or you activate the glutes, yeah. you can go into like a nice extension because you can kind of wrap around the ball. And this is what I tell my clients when they do this. I tell them, wrap your back around the ball while maintaining stable hips so you're not swinging back and forth and then crunch over the ball. Have we not done the ball one like that? We haven't. Yeah. I don't oh, think wow. we've done we ball you know, you, I meant BOSU. I said dynadis. We will do we will, old reference. Yeah, well, BOSU or stability ball would yeah. work, right? Physio ball. We'll definitely do That's actually, I don't know why we haven't done that yet. Yeah, mm-hmm. interesting. Shame on us. But we'll, yeah. We'll, uh, we'll post a video. On, if you're not, if, by the way, if you guys are uh, listening and you have not subscribed, so we have two channels that are running right now. Uh, Mind Pump TV. Mind Pump TV, every single day we drop a free video and it's full of exercises just like the one we're talking about. And then we have Mind Pump Radio. And Mind Pump Radio is actually these episodes that we have now. Now they're on YouTube. We know that a lot of people have a hard time sharing episodes on podcasts. Yeah, so so you can listen to us on YouTube, the whole podcast, and just share it if you want. So make sure you subscribe to both those and share with your friends. Yeah, but yeah, so you know when I first really started focusing on... So I went through a process where I worked out for years and years and years and I did very little direct 
you know, core work. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, my core was strong and stable because of deadlifts and squats and overhead presses. And I did do some core work, but I did very little like direct core work. And I would get lean, uh, you know, I'd get down to like 9% body fat and I'd have, I kind of, I'd get a, I'd get a six pack, but I have to really flex to show it. And I don't remember what happened exactly or what prompted this, but I decided, you know what, I'm going to build my abs out so that they kind of stick out more so I can see them more. And what I did through this process is I started training with more resistance. So I do, I started, I started doing like heavier resistance type exercises. I started really focusing on the function of the abs, which is to flex the spine, but then I would also get into full extension. Mm-hmm. And I started training them more frequently. This is how we developed the no BS six pack uh, f- uh, formula program that we have. And the before and after my abs was so fucking dramatic. Like I didn't get any leaner, but I went from having an okay, you know, core, not really anything spectacular to it becoming like something that really stood out in my body to where if I get lean now, people notice my abs right away. In fact, I've developed to the point, uh, I've developed my abs to the point where if I wear a tight shirt and I'm lean and I'm relaxed, you can see my abs through my shirt. They pop out. They pop out. You definitely have the best core out of all of us for sure. And I'll be the first one to admit that uh, this is an area that I neglect. I totally neglect it. I've always... Uh, dieted down to get my abs. You know, the old, oh, the abs are built in the kitchen. And it's not to say that I don't re- recognize the importance of uh, the exercises and and actually training them for hypertrophy. It's just that I've been able to get lean enough to where I could see them and it wasn't a weak point and I was worried about other stuff. So, but you can definitely tell the difference when you look at your, your abdominal wall compared to mine. Like mine, I have to get really lean. And then you see like when I lose the body fat around all the abdominals, then they, they come out where you can be the same body fat percentage. I mean, we could be sitting at like eight to 10% and you could see yours actually protrude out. So it's a major difference for sure. Makes a big difference. And the, the keys were training with resistance, learning proper form, um, and then full range of motion, which meant going into extension. So I use yeah. the physio ball quite a bit uh, and I do it slow and I focus on my form. And I'm telling you, I got a pretty strong core. I'm not the strongest. I got a decent decent strength though. And when I do physio ball crunches and I do long lever ones where I extend my arms above my head, mm-hmm. if I do full extension and full flexion with my hips in a nice stable position, I'm not getting more than like 15 reps with good control and form. And I don't need any any real any more resistance than just my arms. Well, wasn't this like highlighted a lot on those infomercials where they sh- they show you products where they can get you more into more uh, extension? Or was that more flexion? You know, the problem The problem with all... What are you talking about? I'm talking about... Um, what infomercial are you talking about? I'm talking about that ball, the... the uh, bender oh, ball. the bender ball. ball. Yeah. yeah. No, you're right. And it, here's the problem. The problem with all ab exercises and machines, in particular machines, is that if you don't understand that the abs extend and flex at the lumbar spine... Uh, then you're you're gonna have a tough time because right. you're, all you're thinking of is bending forward. I'm yeah. thinking coming up, like coming up for a sit up or raising my legs in a leg raise, but that can happen at the hips. Right. And if you're not focusing on the on the on the lumbar spine, that's where it's gonna happen. It's gonna happen at your well, hips. Well, and they're not in those videos. That's why I kind of bring that up because they're they're basically taking it all the way to the hips and they're they're leaning all the way back. Mm-hmm. So they're missing the point. Uh, of, of the intention of, of the crunch and the exercise and training the abs specifically. So, in fact, if once you know this, like all ab exercises can be become quite effective. I mean, our, yeah. one of our most popular videos on MPTV is the ab roll, the ab roll out the, that I'm demoing, 
And ab rollout, if you do it right, is very, very difficult. But I see people in the gym just hip flexor the shit out of it yeah. all day long and you know, get very little for I it. Was, I was literally teaching a client. So this move that uh, this person is bringing up right now that we're talking about, where we you, you this was the one where you sat on the bench and you hooked your feet underneath the Yeah, it's the like prowler. a rolling chair almost. Yeah, 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 yeah. so uh, she was actually um, wanting me to watch her form and she was doing it. And you know, she's like, you know, I know you said tuck and this and I'm watching her go through. And it's crazy that uh, how how difficult it is to slow down this process and really focus on, you know, articulating the spine and trying to lay down each vertebrae as you open up. Because, you know, even after I was sitting there telling her she'd watch the videos, she starts off in the right position. You still, as soon as you start to go back, you want to open right up into that. Right away. Go right away. Flexor. Right away. Mm-hmm. It's just because it's so, and people have to understand this, that. It's hardwired. Yes. Start really slow and controlled and really pick apart your form and pay attention to the little movements that's happening. Because when you've created this dominant pathway to the hip flexors to take over a movement like that. You know, even if you start off in the right move and you start the way Sal's all position and then you start repping away at it, you're that that dominant pathway is going to kick in. It's just not that easy. It's not like you're going to it's like riding a bike forever and then we're going to skateboard. And just because they both have fucking wheels, you would just expect you're going to be able to get on it and do it right away. It doesn't work that way. You know? Yeah, I think if you're starting on, on really training your abs properly, the first thing you should do is pick the easiest exercise and just perfect the form. And then gradually move yourself up to the more difficult ones that require more resistance. George Murray, views on training in a shorter range of motion. Is it beneficial sometimes? So the question was a little longer when I read it on Instagram. So yeah, he, read the whole thing. You well, he's talking yeah. about how we, you know, we always promote full range of motion training. And full range of motion training builds the most muscle. And you should always work on your range of motion and get more ranges of motion with more connectivity. Did you plan that to follow up that last one? Because that was kind of the same. Uh, no, actually. It was Just, on plan. It's right. a nice job. Serendipity. Nice, nice job. Uh, is there benefit to training in shorter ranges of motion sometimes? Absolutely. Definitely. In fact, we're huge advocates of isometric tension-based movements, which are no range of motion. Yeah. You're, just, yeah. you're picking a particular point in a range of motion, and you're just activating and being tense within it. Uh, shorter range of motion are great for... Now, here's the thing. Some people will, sh- will, will uh, sell shorter ranges of motion by saying... It overloads the muscle. Yeah, better. don't buy that bullshit. Yeah, like, oh, you know, you can use more weight in a shorter range I'm of motion. I'm curious to how you go. I'll tell you how I use it yeah. whenever I use you it. You know, they'll say, you know, it overloads the muscle with more weight because since you're only doing a half rep, you can use more weight. Therefore, more muscle is going to grow. No, 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 that's false. Uh, you, you are using more weight, but you're training a shorter range of motion and you're really only overloading. You're not overloading the muscle any differently. You're just, over, mm. you're just putting more resistance within a range of motion that you're stronger in. So, for example, if I'm doing a bench press, I'm probably going to be really strong at lockout and going down two, two inches. So if I just go down two inches and press out, I'm really strong in that particular range of motion so I can add tons of weight. Right. But all I'm really doing is training that range of motion. That's what you need to understand with shorter ranges of motion is you're, very, you're being very specific with what you're training. Mm-hmm. So here's how I use ranges of, or short ranges of motion. I pick areas or uh, within the ranges of motion that I have weaknesses in or instability in. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is what I would do with my clients. So if I have a client, for example, that has trouble um, with the bottom portion of a squat, let's say we go down at the bottom of the squat and I notice that he loses or she loses stability in there. I notice the knee might go out a little bit or the hips want to twist a little bit or they get the tailbone tuck or their foot wants to raise um, at the bottom of the rep. Um, and let's say we're using uh, 100 pounds. 
I'll take that weight and I'll go down to 50 pounds. I'll cut it in half. And I'll tell them, okay, here's what I want you to do. I want you to go down to the bottom of the squat. But when you're down there, we're going to maintain perfect position. So your left knee likes to move out a little bit and your right hip likes to go out to the right a little bit. I want you to be perfectly straight at the bottom of the squat and we're going to hold it here for five seconds and then we're going to come up and we're going to do and we're going to repeat that. But so you're now we're going through the entire range of motion. We are, but we're focusing on that short range. Right. But you can also pump at them the same, out at the bottom. You can also pump them out at the bottom. Yeah. But you got to go real light. And you're, you're again, you're I w- it's because I'm focusing on ranges of motion where they're losing. So you're talking that, about more of like a pulsing type of a rep where you're you're picking the end like the bottom range of motion that's a sticking point. And we're trying to emphasize this as like, okay, we're, we need to recruit better in this part, in this position of, of the lift. Or at the top, like uh-huh. there's studies that now I'll, show, there's studies that now show that uh, quarter squats, when you add quarter, and we all laugh at quarter squats, right? Go all the way down. But when you add quarter squats to a routine that has full squats, they show an improvement in vertical above and beyond just the full squat. Well, I have a theory on that. I mean, that's when you jump for a vertical, you yeah, don't. It's different. It's you're not going. That's you don't. A, you don't ever squat. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't yeah, squat. So that's that's why that is, and you can go heavier, low. Like yeah, I'll tell I, you, I'll be honest. Like I don't, I don't really use that as a technique. The um, the pulsing or or the the doing reps. Well, it makes sense that you wouldn't I because do when you hear when you hear how I do it, I it's yeah. it's not the way you train that much. So I could get why you don't the only time i use this is when i'm training in hypertrophy so think of it like this when you're training for strength and power so when you're in that one to six to seven rep range uh i ain't fucking around with no short reps i'm trying to lift maximal load in that rep range through full range of motion to promote the most muscle growth I possibly can to promote the most strength I possibly can and to promote good joint health by going through full range of motion. Now, when I start jumping into the 10 to 15 rep range and I've been training hypertrophy and now I'm chasing the benefits of the pump, now I might include some supersets or some short range pumping exercises where I'm more focused now on pumping blood into my muscle to benefit my benefit the sarcoplasmic hypertrophy opposed to strength or power. I'm lifting a lot lighter weight. It's less dangerous, less detrimental to me. I'm not really trying to increase strength or power right now. I'm chasing a pump. So guess what? Short pumping reps actually will help pump it up. So there's the only time. And then even now you do that towards the like you. you that's not the bulk of your workout. Oh well, that. even then I don't do it hardly ever. It's not something I do hardly ever. I think that's, like, yeah. that's we need to we need to be very yeah. Clear. That's that's. But I think it's important that they know that it's something that I would incorporate and I would use. And you know, if I come in there one day and get a hair in my ass and said, "Hey man, I haven't fucking done a." haven't done like a short range pumping exercise, I'm going to throw that, like I'll do like, let's say I'll do bench, right? And I'm going to do four or five working sets. And then the very last set, I might strip the weight down halfway. And then I do these short little pump out just to finish the pump on the- See, I can see that. Like an example that comes to mind in my head is those, uh, uh, the 21s, you know, with the the curling bar. Old school 21. Old school. So definitely you get a different- uh, uh, feel and recruitment, but at the end, you're you're trying to achieve full range of motion after you've pumped blood in there too, as well. So I don't know. Um, I guess teach their own, but uh, like I, I tend to like if you are using that technique and it is a different technique to get a different type of stimulus, I wouldn't recommend doing that very frequently. Yeah, absolutely. I think we can all agree on that. Next question, Jay Crispino. 
What do you recommend to someone with weak ankles? So this person uh, rolled their, I think he said he rolled his ankle a couple times, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe I'm confusing him with someone else, but there's two places that I'll look when somebody has weak ankles. And usually when someone says, I have weak ankles, it's because they roll their ankles uh, consistently. And yeah. it's usually to the outside. I, you, I rarely, rarely, rarely will see a you know pronate you know roll. It's always that whole supinate roll, right, where it comes to the outside, typically. Um, and it come it comes from two areas that I'm that I've seen most common. Well, Number hip, one, hip or foot. Hip or foot. The hip. If your hip is tight or weak or you don't have good connection to it, then the joints uh, that that attach to it will start to bear uh, the load. So if you look at the hip, right, the hip is this real mobile joint. It rotates internally, externally. It abducts, adducts. It flexes and extends. The ankle's got lots of mobility in it as well, but the hip, but the ankle doesn't have the the strength and the the power and the muscle connected to it uh, like like the hips do. So if I'm running and I'm doing a lateral move and my hip isn't supporting me well, my ankle's gonna uh, is gonna you know take that and I'm gonna roll my ankle and get some pain. But the second area to look is your foot. And this is something that we've kind of recently learned uh, all about. Well, yeah, no, we have the the barefoot specialist that's coming in on the 25th. And I mean, I would definitely address your connection to your feet for sure. I mean, I I would agree with you too, Sal. I think that, I mean, just think of it this way, like the hip, the hip is a, it's a very, the hip complex is just huge. There's tons of range of motion that the femur should be allowed to do in in all different directions. So it's a, a multifaceted joint, right? So you can get all these different planes and it's big and it's strong and it's surrounded by lots of muscles that are really strong. And so it should really take a, a, a majority of any stress of you moving into different planes. Now, when you lose that connectivity, when you lose a lot of strength in multiple planes and that and that hip no longer is used to moving you know, left to right and it's always going forward or back, like which happens to a lot of people as they age because you're not playing soccer or basketball or baseball or these sports that you know, force you to work in the transverse plane or in the sagittal plane or the, excuse me, in the frontal plane. So you, you'll end up being so dominant, you know, forward and back that when you ask the body to barely go out of there to the left or right, then that stress, because the hip no longer has that connectivity or has no longer has that strength, the stress runs all the way down to the foot. And then you end up rolling the foot like mm-hmm. out to the outside. You also could see, um, and which which goes back to the foot or goes back to the hip again, the pronating. And I see pronating a lot when people are squatting. So, you know, even though Sal made it uh, a point that it's it's more common you roll the ankle to, to the, the outside. outside. Yeah. But if you're saying you have weak ankles because you watch your squat video and you're pronating, which is more common, uh, your femur's internally rotating and the, going back to the hips again, uh, you're, you're internally rotating the femur when you when you drop down, which could be, due to like weak glute medius and then that's putting stress on the on the on the ankles and or you have a poor connection to your feet and then when you get down in that deep squat your feet aren't gripping the floor and planting like they should be yeah the re- i think the reason why you see uh rolling out is so common is because when you're cutting or going laterally it's that outside foot that tends to st- that you're using to stop you very right. rarely is the is that inside foot needing to create, you know, that type of uh, that type of force that can that can roll your ankle in that direction? And typically, if you see this, if you right. see the foot pronate real hard, 
they won't roll their ankle. What they'll do is they'll bust their. That's usually a knee injury. Yeah, well, that's see. where I remember I the MCL injury that I had was because like I that like real like abrupt stop where I was like trying to stop myself on the inside uh, on AstroTurf, and so like you know just that friction and that that abrupt stop like it, it you know that. That was the force that, like, I you don't normally sort of absorb that, or you don't train for those types of situations. So, did you hurt your knee on that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Here's a couple other things: uh, rolled ankles to the outside. You keep saying rolled ankles, but this person said weak ankles. I'm assuming this person is probably talking more about pronating of the foot when they squat. That's my guess. It's difficult because I, I, I think someone that you're right. I think someone who I think someone who's rolling their ankle. Like spraining their ankle when they're, they would say, I keep spraining my ankle, or what do I do because my ankles keep getting sprained, or whatever, hmm. which could be a whole host of things that we talked about. But the most common thing I see is the pronating of well, the here, ankle. Here's what the whole question says. It yeah. Says, oh, okay. Yeah. Why don't you read the whole it thing? It says, I, uh, He said that, that first part. What would you recommend to someone with weak ankles? And then I feel like often I'm strong enough to do something, but my ankles are too weak and lack stability that it's really starting to hinder things. So yeah, see, I think well, they're squ- I think they're squatting, and I think they're probably feeling their ankle ankles cave in when they come down. Strengthening their feet, it yeah. could be. I mean, yeah, I mean, strengthen your feet, work on your hips. I mean, if you have a strong like overarch in your foot, then it can go on the outside. If they pronate, uh, then it's gonna have you know it's gonna hinder your squats. Um, I spoke to this a little bit, uh, maybe three weeks ago on my Instagram. Uh, you saw me do a heavy deadlift. And and I, I pronated on one side. And so then the after that, you saw some primers that I was doing for ankle mobility and for firing my glute mead. Uh, so, you know, you can get it on my, if you're not already following me on Instagram, go back to the, the shirt where I'm wearing the blue my, Mad Mike shirt and I'm deadlifting. You can see what I talk about and then the following there's videos. A, there's a couple easy, cool exercises you could do for ankles and feet. Like one of them is if you have uh, like newspaper, you can put it on the floor um, or something, a thin piece of paper. And sit down and actually pick it up with your toes by squeezing your foot like you're trying to grab it with your entire foot mm-hmm. and just practice that over and over again. That'll strengthen some of the muscles on the bottom of your foot. Bottom of your foot. And the other one is if you're standing up on your feet is to tilt your ankles in one direction or the other and go back and forth and do some reps like that so you can strengthen the sides of your ankles, right. uh, not just the, you know, the front and back like the tibialis and calf. Um, those are two exercises you could, that I would recommend. <clears throat> and by the way, Jay Crispino is a female. Uh, 406 Montana Viking. Way to make us look like an asshole, Doug. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I, just wanna, I just want to clarify. <laughs> we're, like, yeah. we're like talking to yeah. like a guy. By the way. This yeah. guy's a punk. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> The 406 Montana Viking. Gnarliest injury you have ever witnessed. Oh, man. Oh, man. God. I know right off the top of my head. Do right you have away. a nasty Because yeah. I oh, have a bad one. fucking nasty. All right, go for it. Uh, to this day, I mean, so I have a really hard time watching, like, when you're watching sports and, and you see an injury, like, I just... Mm-hmm. Have a foot once you don't you either done something to yourself or you've been close to a really gnarly injury. Like I just turn, I get fucking like a little girl. Ah, don't want to watch it at all. I was in, I was a sophomore in high school. Uh, Got to remember this fucking vividly. Sophomore in high school, and uh, I our game just finished. I was JV, and varsity's playing now. And uh, some of my players, uh, uh, teammates, and I are. You know, we're going over to the little, like, you know, the high school snack bar, and we got some nachos and hot dogs. And we're, uh, and so imagine too, right? I'm getting ready to bite in some nachos while this happens. Ugh. So that's uh, already grossing me out. I don't even know what happened. So, you know, imagine in a bas- high school basketball court, we, we come in the, the big double doors that enter in from the, where the snack bar area is, and we're standing there. 
and homeboy gets a fast break. And so we're waiting for a whistle before we walk around the court and go sit down. And so we're at the baseline right underneath the hoop. Here comes a fast break. This kid steals a ball, kicks it out to a guy who's about 6'6", and he's got it all alone. And we're all excited because dude's 6'6". He's got a fast break. He's fucking dunking this ball. Like, we all know he's in dunking. I'm right underneath the hoop. I'm going to watch him do it. I'm eating my nachos with my, my best friend. And he plants, and he goes to do a 360. So he's going to do a fucking 360 dunk right in front oh, of no, him. Oh, no, but his leg didn't want to go with him. Oh, dude. He plants, rotates. Foot that planted stayed planted. The rest of his body completely 360 rotates. Yeah, snap snaps his fucking his tibia right in half. Oh, dude. he broke sure his tibia. That made a nice right noise. In, right in. Oh, it was a pop. It was Ugh. and right away it was like his foot stayed planted. It was the grossest thing I ever seen. His body completely rotates, and his leg was just like just bent like a Z. He just fall down. And look oh, at it. Just anything? Like, huh? did, did anything break through the skin? Uh, you did see a little bit. Uh, Barely. I mean, I didn't see like really. It didn't like because he just bit. looked away. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Right. Like right away, I was like, oh god, and you could see a little bit of it, and I, it was enough for you me know to it ruin my nachos. Basketball, <laughs> dude. Like, because I had a really bad one with basketball as well, and it was it's the hard floor. Like, if you have the wrong floor too, like this floor wasn't like one of those uh, wooden floors that gives more and has like a little bit more bounce to it. Yeah. Uh, it was. It almost felt like concrete, and we were playing in this. It was in junior high, and one of my friends, he went to go dive for this ball, and him and another guy, they were fighting for this ball, like this loose ball, and uh, my friend kind of fell to grab it, and he fell with his arm kind of leading down, and not only did he fall onto this hard ground, but then the other guy fell on his arm, and basically just like this compound fracture, like his whole elbow came out of his skin. Oh. And was like, and then you know his forearm was. God, who's flopping, the asshole who asked this question? Flopping down like <laughs> this, it was stomach like hurts, this, right? And he gets up, and his his bones all sticking out, and he he looks over at me, and he looks at me, and he looks back down at his arm, he looks at me again, and then I my eyes are are probably like <laughs> humongous at this like point, tennis balls, yeah, and and he's just like. Ah! And he starts freaking out, and then he started like it was the it was like the most curdling like guttural like scream and it just I, to this day it freaked me out and oh. his arm's never been the same oh my god either. Sal did they have any injuries yeah. at science fairs yeah <laughs> so I, I've seen I've seen a few pretty bad ones this kid he was doing like a volcano <laughs> uh, exhibition and he uh, the volcano erupted and it went all over his face yeah. he, it burned his eyebrows tell us tell us actually actually there's probably been some pretty nasty ones you would think right yeah, yeah, <laughs> at, the sci- yeah. at the science fair yeah, I dropped all the chemicals on my lap and melted uh. my lips <laughs> So no, I have a couple. So one, there was a school a school fight. So there was a fight uh, after school. Oh, okay, two guys got in a big fight. They would have been great if you had a science fair. Dude, I love. one guy uh, hits the other guy. He falls down, but then he goes and picks him up and slams him on his face. Oh no! Oh shit! Come yeah. on! Yeah. So Ugh. so the guy's like out. Everybody freaks out, dude. You know the guy stops hitting him or whatever because he just slammed him on his face. He comes up and wakes up, and you see blood coming out of his mouth. And he's like, dude, what happened? You know, what happened to my, my mouth? It's bleeding. And he opens his mouth and the whole bottom row of his jaw was like broken. Like like his oh. like all of his teeth were like bent back. Like his oh. it, just, I can't explain it. You just remind me of another dude. story. Yeah, it was just it's even worse. It was just bent back and it looked oh, horrible. God. So that was gross. And then the second uh the that wasn't that's not the worst thing I've ever seen. This this next one is, is close to the worst, and the third thing I'm gonna tell you is absolutely worse. This next thing was, oh, I was at the gym. I'm probably 
I'm a kid, so I'm probably like 16 years old. And I used to work out over at uh, God. What do they call it now? It was remember Ronnie Lott's Fitness. They used to oh, call it's that. For, Forum Forum something now. It's something different now, but yeah, yeah. Ronnie Lott's Fitness they used to call it. So I'm working yeah. out over there, and there's this massive. Uh, and I don't know how you know I'm 16, so to a 16 year old, this guy looked. He was like the biggest dude I've ever seen. Massive roided out bodybuilder guy, and he's doing leg presses, and he's got the whole machine just stacked full of plates, probably. I don't know, 10 plates on each side and he's doing his reps and you hear him, you know, do, you know, uh, moving the moving the sled. And I'm I'm kind of off to the side but I'm not really watching him. So all of a sudden you hear this loud like dry snap like this snap like yeah, I don't I don't know how to explain this case. snap. And then you hear boom, you hear the weight just crash down and he's screaming. So I turn around and a bunch of people are looking over and He's under the weight. Luckily, there's safeties, so the leg press isn't like crushing him, but his legs are definitely fully bent, right? Yeah. And he's screaming, so everybody runs over there, and we just sh- just slide the weights off, push the, the, the sled up, lock it up, and he straightens his legs out, and his left leg, his quad, was in his hip. Oh, what? It was in his hip. Like, it tore off his patella. And it shot up into his fucking oh, hip, and so what you yeah, saw big is old you, ball up in his ball, like a, like a softball in his. You fucking... saw like stretched skin because you know the, just... the muscles bulging up here, and there's like skinny, and then you can, and then just and you see it just discoloration start. He just tore the quad off oh. his fucking. See, like kneecap. if you took a video of that and then you you showed that to those assholes that do that <laughs> at Twenty Four Hour Fitness that put all the weights on like a, a hip sled. Uh, it was gross. It was gross, and I can't forget what it looked like. But here is the worst thing that I've ever seen Jesus. in my entire life. This God, is for a science fair nerd, you got a lot of good fucking injuries you yeah. saw, man. I, I think I've only been to one science fair. <laughs> I won. I won. It, though. I won. I won. So, I won, of course, of course. Yeah. So uh, when I used to train in jujitsu, jujitsu is interesting. It's very. It's got a very interesting uh culture around it um and there's definitely some politics that are involved with jujitsu for example in the old school jujitsu schools if you showed up and you were an asshole they had uh like an arm breaker that they would that the coach would send over to you and his goal his job was to break your arm especially if you're from another school and you're coming over there and you're punking their students they'll send over and the rumors there was lots of rumors of who these arm breakers were and you know that now a lot of them are popular instructors, so I don't want to name any names, but this was just a thing that I'd heard about, but I'd never seen it. Our, our school was very friendly, very nice, and it was cool. So one day we're training in this, uh, or class about to start, in this big old, ta- like fully tatted up, like up to his neck, Samoan dude enrolls in the class, and he's a, he's a beginner. He's a white belt. Massive dude. Probably 245 pounds, definitely lifts weights, very strong-looking, aggressive guy, and he signs up for the class. And so he's going through the workout, going through the warm-ups, going through the drills of the techniques. And at the end, uh, it's time to spar. So we always left about an hour where we would just go against each other. We'd roll, right? So he's going against the white belts. And first match, and he's a big fucking dude. You know what I'm saying? So he's going against these beginners who are all, he outweighs them by 60 pounds or more. And he's just fucking smashing these people. Like, just he doesn't have any technique, so he's just bending him in half and driving him into the wall and picking him up off the floor. And so the coach runs over and he's like, "Hey, he's like, you need to relax. Like you're new, you don't know what you're doing. Don't go so hard. We're just practicing. Someone's gonna get hurt if you keep doing this." So the guy's like, "Okay, okay, okay. Next match, does the same thing. Grinder, and he hurts someone. 
So now he's going against the beginner. The guy like twists his knee because this guy's just spazzing out every, everywhere and he's this big dude. So the coach looks at me and he says under his breath, he goes, Sal, I want you to go teach him a lesson. So I'm thinking in my head, I'm like, is this the fucking, is this the rumors that I'm like, is he telling me to hurt this motherfucker? Like, is this what they're saying? So in my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to hurt anybody. Maybe he just, you know, he's just telling me go over there and just whoop him. Just dominate him, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just, do- just dominate this guy. So this is okay. Now at this point, I'd been training for about four years. So I'm pretty, I'm pretty well versed and I'm not a weak, you know, guy. And I, but I, this guy still outweighs me by a good 40 pounds at the time, I'm probably 200, 205. So I go against him, and, I'm, and immediately I'm, I'm, I start sitting on my butt so this guy can just come on top of me and do what he wants, and I put him on my guard, and I put him in an arm lock. Real quick, I throw him in an arm lock, and I start extending his arm, and I don't crank very hard because I know I could break this guy's arm. So what he does is he clasps his hands together, and he picks me up like he's going to slam me on the fucking floor. Oh, shit. So I let go, and I fall down, and, and then he jumps back on top of me. Now he's on top of me, and he's trying to pin me. And I'm talking to him, I'm like, listen, dude, if I get you in something, you need to tap out because if I crank any harder, you're going to get hurt. So while he's holding me down, he's telling me, you didn't have me, you didn't have me. He's like, go ahead, if you got me, you can go ahead and get me. He's like, but you didn't have me. So now he thinks he's being a you know, fucking badass, right? Coach now is telling me, Sal, just hurry up and beat him. So I was like, fuck, what am I going to So this guy's on top of me, I get out of him, I get out of the position, and I roll this guy stands up, which you're not supposed to do if you're just rolling on the ground. He stands up. So I'm like, okay. So I roll, I roll into a knee lock, a knee bar. So now I've got him in a knee bar, and I'm cranking on his knee. And he's kicking me with his leg, trying to get, get me off. And I've got a, but I've got a tight hold. So I start cranking harder and harder, and he's kicking me. And the coach is like, Sal, go ahead and crank on it. Like he's telling me, <laughs> crank on it, crank on it. Go ahead and break his knee, yeah, son. Yeah, break his fucking leg. So I take his foot and I tuck it behind my arm. And for people, for the listeners who are versed in jiu-jitsu or sambo, you tuck the foot behind your arm in a knee bar, you've got a lot of leverage. So I start cranking harder. He's yelling, but he's not tapping out. And I'm literally thinking in my head, I don't want to break a knee. Like that's just gross. I just don't want to do that. It's not worth it to me. So I put him in a foot lock instead, like a figure four. So I figure four his foot. So he tries to twist. I grab his foot in a figure four, and I'm tucking his foot under his butt now, and I'm cranking on his ankle. And again, he's kicking, he's thrashing, he's trying to pull me off the mat. And so I think to myself, like, I'm just going to apply gradually more and more pressure till he gives up. Like, this is bullshit. This guy's going crazy. And I apply a little bit more pressure, and his fucking ankle, dude, right in my goddamn, right in my hands, dude fucking snaps and I I feel his foot like I feel his foot like go in a weird position I see it and I I let go like ah and he's screaming ah and my coach looks over to him he's like my coach goes over to him he's like that's what you fucking get you're supposed to fucking tap out that's what you get so this guy's getting yelled at he's on the floor holding his ankle (laughs) before he just got his ankle broken and half he's getting yelled at too dude and I'm like you asshole and my dad was there that day my dad was training that day my dad's looking at me like He's like, he, my dad's a nice guy. And he's like, you shouldn't have done that, man. You should just let him go. He's got a big ego. You should have let him go. And I'm like, I wasn't even trying to like break his ankle. So I got up and got him some ice from outside and shit and came inside. Funny thing is that guy came back to class a week later and he had his, his ankle all, you know, in a cast or banded up, bandaged up. Or, nicest guy ever. Oh, wow. Oh, he mm-hmm. just needed a, a humbling oh, experience. Dude, I tell you what, man. That some was guys a, need that shit. That was an ego check. He, like he came in. He was shaking everybody's hand. He was being all you polite, know, it's, soft-spoken all of a sudden. I'm like, oh, shit. It's, yep. But if that motherfucker learns some technique. Oh, it's it's yeah, funny yeah. you brought yeah. a, a humbling story because the, you when you brought up that whole mouth thing, you reminded me of a story when I was I was a senior in high school. In fact, we just graduated. We were, we were heading off for our, our Hawaii trip. I think I've told you. I don't know if I told you guys a story before or not. 
And uh, <clears throat> there's like six of my good good high school friends. We're all together and we all got hotel rooms. And it's like, you know, it's one of those uh, trips that get put on by, what are those companies called? Like, um, fuck, what are they? Where like the whole, they're all young kids, right? There's mm-hmm. like 400 kids in this hotel that are all 18 to 23 years old. I forget what the name of those companies were that used to put these. Uh, sex parties. Kind of, <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're, we're in our, we just get there, right? It's literally the first night we're here. The very first thing we did was go get our fake IDs because we're all under 21. We go get all, and we literally get suitcases of beer. We buy enough beer for the entire week. All six guys put their money together. We roll, we empty our luggage out. We get tons of beer, bring it to the, you know, because when you get that age, that's like the cool thing to do, right? So we have a refrigerator full of beer and we start drinking and we're getting all drunk. And, you know, my buddy, my best friend at the time in high school, we had just got into lifting weights that year and he was the opposite of me. Like he started touching weights and you would have thought he was on steroids. Just, I mean, he was 185 pounds. He was benching like 350 in high school. Like just all natural, perfect mesomorph body type just built, right? And, you know, I remember it so vividly like the this transition of watching his personality like change. You know, we were friends as kids and, you know, you get some confidence because you start to build some size. You can move some weight in the gym and... You know, all of a sudden you feel like you're like the big swinging dick and shit, you know. And he was, I've, I was the one who got into more fights as your kid. So I was definitely like the little scrapper and the street fighter. He wasn't somebody who got in a lot of fights. But now that he got weight on him, he was, he felt tough. And out of the group of us guys, like he would always kind of walk around with his chest puffed out like that. And we're in Hawaii and it's late at night. We'd been drinking all day long. We're in our hotel rooms first night. And some dude knocks on our door. And I hop up, I go over and I open the door. And the dude's wasted. And he's like, hey, is my girl in there? Is my girl here? And I'm like, oh, no, dude, you got the wrong room, bro. And I just close the door, let him go, right? And then my, my buddy hops up. He's like, who's that? Who's that? I'm like, oh, just some drunk guy looking for his girlfriend. What the fuck, man? Why is he coming to our place? I'm like, ah, he's just drunk, dude. Leave him alone. He's like, oh, fuck that. Oh, my God. So he gets up, right? He opens the door. And the guy, you see the guy, he's like, he's stumbling down the hallway, knocking on each door at, is my girlfriend here you know like literally asking everybody like is my girlfriend here right are you having sex with my girlfriend yeah and my boys my boys in just like his his little you know basketball shorts he's got no shirt on and he and he comes so out he's feeling like he's, oh he's yeah tough. he's feeling he's got he's got the chip on him all right right away i mean he got up to start some shit like he yeah. literally did right so he gets up he, comes, he walks out in the hallway he's like yo bro the guy huh? turns around and he's like you looking for your girl he's like yeah she's in here with us bro Oh, and the guy's like throws you in there too. Oh yeah, right. And I'm like, oh god, dude, why are we Here fucking we with this? Go. Yeah, why are we why are we fucking with this drunk guy? You know, and it's and there's three of us and he's and he's by himself, and he's like he's coming down the hall like staggering back. He's like, what? And my boy's like, yeah. He throws his hands up. What the fuck are you gonna do? She's with us. And I'm like, god. so the guy's coming over and literally he's like stumbling. And he just does a nice little stumble with his momentum, cock dun, back, dun, dun, boom, boom, oh. and just square on my boy's lip, and literally blood just goes all over the wall, squirts everywhere. And the natural reaction, so this is my boy who gets punched in the face right away. Me and my buddy jump on the other guy and pounce the fuck out of him right away. So I'm in the middle of wrestling and tussling with this dude. We kick him out. He goes running down the hallway. Someone says they're going to call the cops. So we all scatter. But when I look up, there's blood all over the walls. I can't find my boy. I come walking around the corner back into our hotel room, and he's standing over the sink. 
and literally blood is just gushing out of his mouth. It literally, the guy hit him just right on the lip. It filleted his lip all the way to his nose and butterflied it open and it's just pouring blood. He had to go, we had to go take him to the emergency room. He was there all night long. They had to fly a plastic surgeon in to come in and fix it. The rest of the trip, he couldn't see any sunshine or anything. He had like fucking 50 stitches. He, he got all, a mandible all of oh, a sudden. His, his lips, <laughs> his lip was literally this fucking big, bro. This fucking big and stitches all over it and he couldn't leave. Yeah, he looked just like he that. A man, he had a mandible. <laughs> <laughs> literally, just like that. Couldn't leave the hotel room. And talk about Get a humbling... Humbling experience for him, dude. Ruined his fucking senior. He learned service. his lesson. Oh, what a dumb. Dick, I'm sure he right? learned real quick. Oh, what a dumb. That dick. his muscles don't mean shit. Oh, like nothing. Like... Yeah, it was such a sloppy punch, dude. It was. We beat the shit out of the guy right afterwards. <laughs> but I mean, it, that's what you <laughs> yeah, get, dude. And see, a couple of rules, a couple of things to learn here, right? Don't pick fights, right? Don't fuck with a drunk guy. Don't throw your hands up in the air when you want to fight. That's the dumbest yeah. move I've ever seen guys yeah. do. When guys put like, your hands down, just be like, "What, bro?" Anytime like, a guy tells don't... me like, "What, bro?" or throw his arms up yeah. right away. I'm like, oh, he's gonna get his ass whooped by me because that's definitely not the move. Uh, yeah. You've been, you've been yeah. in lots of fights. You don't throw you your arms up in the air right and, like act tough. It's like, no, yeah. that's not no. the guy who I worry about. Like you're talking shit, and Calm. he ins- instantly gets into his like fucking boxing that's it, stance. Man. It's that's like, it. bring it. Okay, yeah, this yeah. guy's been fucking hit in the face. Mm, yeah. Hey, uh, 30 days of coaching for free. Mind Pump Media. Check it out. It's uh, <sighs> it's it's going like crazy. People are signing up like crazy. Also. Uh, check out our YouTube channel. A brand new video every single day. It's YouTube, Mind Pump TV. And if you want to share the show, it's hard to share a podcast. You can't like share it on Facebook or whatever. It's very difficult. But you can on YouTube. We actually have a YouTube channel with all of our podcasts are, are being posted on that. It's Mind Pump Radio. So we got two YouTube channels, Mind Pump TV for our videos, Mind Pump Radio for our podcast. Thank you for listening to Mind Pump. If your goal is to build and shape your body, dramatically improve your health and energy, and maximize your overall performance, check out our discounted RGB Super Bundle at mindpumpmedia.com. The RGB Super Bundle includes MAPS Anabolic, MAPS Performance, and MAPS Aesthetic. Nine months of phased expert exercise programming designed by Sal, Adam, and Justin to systematically transform the way your body looks, feels, and performs. With detailed workout blueprints and over 200 videos, the RGB Super Bundle is like having Sal, Adam, and Justin as your own personal trainers, but at a fraction of the price. The RGB Super Bundle has a full 30-day money-back guarantee, and you can get it now plus other valuable free resources at mindpumpmedia.com. If you enjoy this show, please share the love by leaving us a five-star rating and review on iTunes and by introducing Mind Pump to your friends and family. We thank you for your support, and until next time, this is Mind Pump.